What's going on, everybody? This is The Unguided Podcast. I'm your host, Big Daddy, and your co-host, Drek Mills. Man, we got a show today for you boys and girls. It's Friday. It's nice out. We're just sitting back, relaxing, having one of those vodka drinks, man. Oh, yeah, a little vodka drink down. Pour something special in your cup. It's it's a nice day to just relax, go outside and listen to a, a little bit of country music, man. I've been listening to a lot. You know me. You know I love country music. I fucking love it. Love who, it all who are you listening to these days? I like Luke Combs, and I also like Eric Church. Those are two of my favorites. To, to your, my, mine is a go-to George Strait. But, man, I met this guy in duck camp this year during teal season um, named Wesley Walker. This guy is a stud, 19 years old, out of Jackson, Mississippi. He has a new single out called Summer Days on his album, Dunbar Sessions. And we're just going to play it for you. His new single, I hear River it. Days. In the truck, got the cooler in the back, got 24 tall boys ready to crack wide open. Slow motion, got the bowl on it down, got the girl showing out, got the radio blaring that country sound wide open. Just floating, yeah. That is Mr. Wesley Walker out of Jackson, Mississippi. You can find him available on all platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Google Play. And we got Mr. Walker on the line right now. How you doing, man? Right, I'm good. How are y'all? Good, man. Just enjoying this Friday night. Man, let's get to the point real quick. That song, River Days, man, what is that song about? If, if, If I'm thinking what it's about... Just cool and relaxing, going out in the summer sun and having a couple of drinks with your boys and just relaxing. Where'd you come up with that song? I blast that shit by the pool. Oh yeah, we uh, we actually take a, we go to the river a lot. Um, just during during the weekends, we get off work and everything, and we were sitting around at my house one night at a campfire, and we were just hanging out really, and just decided, hey, let's write a song, and that's kind of what the finished product was. So, but it's, we thought it was pretty cool and, and put it out, and there it is. And that song, you can just jam to all year long, but especially with, you know, it getting warmer out, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's an awesome song, you know. And the first time I heard you play, man, at Duck Camp, you were playing Hurricane, just this shy guy playing Hurricane, Hurricane? by Band of, Band of Heathens. He knows it? And, oh, he, this guy oh, knows man, it. man, that's and a jam right there. I hear you and your pipes, man. And I quit, I quit doing what I was doing, and I heard those pipes, and I sat down like a little kid at a candy store and sat down to listen. And you look at this kid, and, and you just have pipes. So, really, I mean, when did you start singing and playing guitar? And does it run in the family, or, or how does that go about? Oh, uh, yeah, it's kind of my mom's side. Um, I've been singing for about three years, mainly. But um, I just kind of picked up the guitar last year, last summer. Uh, I learned on YouTube, actually. So, never really was into playing guitar until I realized I needed it. So, that's kind of how that how that came about. Is, and then, is the... But, as far as it is family-wise, my mom's side, they're all musically talented. I actually have a cousin, uh, Lainey Wilson. She's um, 
she was on tour with Morgan Wallen last year and or I guess two years now, but she's just awesome and she's really cool. Wait, is does La- La- wait, what is does Lanny Wilson sing that song uh uh Some Things a Man I Don't Know? Yeah, yeah, that's No, that is that's our cousin? That is our yeah. jam. That's your cousin. Wow, that's yeah. a fucking jam, right? I love that song. We were actually Do West- you open for her or what do you do on No, no. She's oh. a she's a few she's a few steps down the line, but I mean okay. we are in touch. We talk every now and again. Okay, okay. Yeah. She's in the blood. Yes, we actually it's funny that you brought that up and I actually had no idea that you guys were related, but me and Mills last uh, weekend we were sitting on his balcony and we he's like he's that. like Riley you got to hear this song and I was like what it he's like it's a song called a man I don't know he says it's a little bit girly but it's it's a jam and you know it's you, a we total get jam. we get one or two vodkas in us and we're starting to drink you know sing along, sing along and go it, crazy but that's Dude, awesome man I think man. you got a really good sound man I really like it um I appreciate it it just means a sounds like a good time like right in time for pool season I'm about to be blasting that out by the pool you already oh, know, yeah, it, you know? For sure. So you got you got some other songs on this album that I that I really really like. Um, the one that I I mean, there's some other songs. I mean, this isn't from the album, but 30A. You got small things, and but here's my one that I really like. I like the song called College Life, and yep. the 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 one I like the most is, and I think it, it ex, like I went to college, and so it kind of this lyric right here. You say. Caught up in that college life. What what does that mean? Yeah. What are you meaning by that? Well, I mean, once you go to college, you can understand, you can understand this for yourself. But I mean, you get busy and you don't really talk to who you talk to in high school, and you, you ain't really worried about your hometown. But come a Thursday night or a Friday night or a football game, a baseball game, like that's what you're worried about. Yes, school is important, but partying with your friends is, is you make that important. And I just felt like you know my girlfriend left me to go to college and. And so she's enjoying the college life. I'm at home working and, you know, getting things done. So that's kind of how, how that one came about. Yeah. And that's a, that's another song. I actually, I really, really enjoyed that song. Um, it, it just brought so much back to me because like you said, you get caught up in these positions where, you know, um, your girlfriend or your friends go to college and you're still in high school. Or if you don't decide to go to college, you're back at home working, trying to make a living, not having fun like them. And they're off doing college things and you're, it's puts yourself into a different perspective. So I really loved, loved that, um, song. So, you know, go ahead, track. I was saying like, do you ever, you ever visit that college or is it fun? Oh yeah. Actually, actually now this was before, but I actually moved up here. It's Mississippi state university. All right. Yeah. You ever ring the bell, dude? Oh yeah, all the time. For all sure. right, yeah, let's please. fucking go, dude. SEC yeah. man, I'm a Hawkeye <laughs> fan. We beat y'all a couple years back. I don't want to dampen the mood, but uh, that hey, was man. a good game, okay. man. I'm happy for the win for the Big Ten, but Mississippi State yeah. looks fucking lit on the Snapchat, man, with those cowbells. Oh, yeah, it's it looks fun. like a lit ass tailgate, man. So getting back to sure. getting back to music, you know, you talked about how you started to play and how you learned off. Um, learned how to play guitar on YouTube and everything like that. But, you know, who really had, you know, who was the major influence in your life and why you wanted to start learning music and playing guitar and all that? Do you have like a certain country artist that you look up to besides family members who kind of got you into it? Or did you just kind of pick it up and just said, hey, I'm going to figure this out. I want to learn the music industry. Oh, well. I, I kind of look up to a few different people for a lot of different reasons. I look at Eric Church mainly just because, like, 
if you ever listen to his music, it's so diverse and it speaks to so many different people on so many different levels. And it's just My really cool choice. how he can he can just use his words and like he can say three words and it means sixteen different things. You know what I'm saying? So. It's kind of just one of those things, but as far as me starting music, um, my actually my guitar player that plays for me when I'm on stage, he uh, came up to me. He was my um, manager for baseball from a baseball team I played for in high school, and he came up to me he's like, "Hey man, you sing pretty good, and I play guitar. You want to get together and play?" And I'm like, "For sure." And so it just kind of went from there, and we played at a local crawfish hole at our town in uh, Jackson, and just kind of went from there. And now we're playing, you know, headlining shows in college towns. So let me get this right. You had a you had a baseball coach that kind of basically said took you by the hand and said, "Wesley, let's go ahead and get on this ride and let's." Am I hearing that right? You had a coach. Well, it was it wasn't a coach. It was a manager. Oh, manager. Oh, okay, manager. But still, that's that's awesome to see a guy who's older than you and I presume like see a young kid because you're only 19. You know, hear the voice. It's kind of like I told you and I for and you're a humble guy. Anybody that doesn't know Wes. Personally, when I first met him, I could tell this guy was humble. And you blew me away on the first song you played. Now, not to mention that song Hurricane by the Band of Heathens is one of my favorites. But Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you rocked it out of the ballpark. And I remember you. I vividly look at you and I said, you need to be signed. And you just gave me a grin and just said, oh, I appreciate you. You didn't get excited. And that's the kind of humility and humbleness that I like to see from people because I ain't going to lie to you. When I was coming up and playing ball, I was not humble. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's and, – and the reason why, you know, I appreciated that about you because it's so far in between that you see someone of your age that's so mature, has his head on straight, and does a lot of different things and can jungle, you know, all everything that comes with life. And, you know, you going back to Eric Church – Eric Church, like I said, if I'm talking New Day, George Strait's my guy. But if I'm talking New Day, New Day, I'm going. I am. I'm going Eric Church and probably Justin Moore are my two favorite. Yeah, um, so, Justin Moore's a good one. He, yeah, he just has a lot of different meaning, you know. So that's awesome. You know, the manager just kind of took you by the hands, and now you, like you said, you're playing at these these bar shows and these crawfish holes and all that. And that's kind of what I was going to ask you. You know, like what are your venues like? You know, you you said. Um, you know, you have, you still got a girlfriend, correct? Yeah, same one I wrote about. So with having a girlfriend and being on stage, we know how it is. You know, <laughs> I mean, what, what a, a guy who's be, 19, who's, who's got to be tough. It's got to be tough, you know, <laughs> but like I said, it goes back to me meeting you that one time. You seem humble. You seem mature. You seem like just an all around good guy. How hard it is right. for, you know, knowing that those college girls want a cowboy or they want a country boy and they, they love watching your music and hearing you play. I mean, how do you stay guarded and stay faithful the whole time while you're up playing these shows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's not that hard. I mean, obviously I have friends, other girls, and then I have my girlfriend. And I think that, I mean, the coolest thing about my girlfriend, her name's Kylie, is like, she knows me for who I am. Like, she knows where I struggle with. She knows like, oh God, like he's freaking out, you know, something like that. All these other girls, they just like to hear my voice and, you know, don't really know who I am as a person or, you know, my morals or what I believe in and all that kind of stuff. So as far as that goes, I mean, that's pretty easy. But, I mean, yeah, when you get on stage and they're all decked out in their, you know, tank top and short shorts, it's, it gets difficult, but you definitely got to put the blinders on. But you can kind of see past all that. Man, you got any, like, songs dedicated to her? Is that what College Days was about? Yeah, College Life is about her. And there's a few more out there. They're not out, but she's got a few of them. Sounds 
Save them for the album, man. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, have you always been a good singer? I mean, I really like your sound, but when did it really start to click for you? Um, Actually, I used to sing in my church. Um, yeah, we used to have this little – it wasn't even really a praise band. It was just kind of like the guy – actually, he used to be my youth minister. He's now my manager. He kind of, you know, gets my shows in line and my lights and sound and all that set up for me. Um. He saw me and was like, dude, you're awesome. He's like, I need you to come uh, play at my youth um, service. I was like, yeah, man, for sure. And so I came up and didn't really know a whole lot of gospel songs, but I learned them and went up there. And I mean, on my dad's side, my grandfather, he uh, leads worship at his church. So it's kind of just in the family, I guess, you know, Bible dude, Belt I'm type I'm telling you, man, when you're singing gospel, man, that's what gives you that range, you know? That's what gets you right. on those high notes, man. I'm and and I and, and I think root. I think I told you jokingly, Wesley, I was like, man, I don't know what Nashville's looking for, and I don't really know if that's your main goal, but I think that's your main goal to get to Nashville because you, you do a lot of different things, and we'll get onto that later on in this podcast. But, you know, obviously being a country singer, Nashville is – everyone's main goal so i guess my question for you is is how what are you trying to do that really is going to separate yourself from all these different singers because everybody knows it's like going to hollywood there's so many people that want to be a movie star i mean are you doing anything different or trying anything different or playing anywhere different that normally people wouldn't play at or like for instance i mean like that that mason ramsey kid you know he was playing at walmart so oh, I mean, yeah. are, are you doing anything oh, yeah. different to try to separate yourself as and so you can get an opportunity to make it to Nashville. Yeah, I wouldn't take it as far as playing at Walmart, but uh, and we do do some different things. We try to really hone in on just playing acoustic stuff where the music like itself doesn't drown out the meaning of the lyrics and stuff. But I had a guy tell me one time, "There's never, you don't ever make it. Like, there's never making it. Making it's what you think, you know, of yourself or what you've done and what you're gonna do." And I mean, obviously, headlining it you know, the Staples Center or something like that. It's, it's something you always dream of, but, you know, it's all about what God has in store for you. And, like, yeah, I sing about drinking and partying and stuff. But, I mean, my main center in life is, is Jesus. And, so we got to – I, I got a burning question for you, man. I mean, I love that you love your life and you love having the faith in God and everything. I mean, I want to know, like, do you write your own songs? Because I hear all these country singers on the radio nowadays and – their songs are written by somebody else, you know? Is your shit right, no, written by uh, you? Yeah, I, I write most of my stuff. Um, honestly, I started getting into these writing sessions, and I really can't even I really can't even write like that. I'll be laying in bed at 12, 30 at night and be like, oh, my gosh, I need to write this song. And so I, I write it, and, you know, it's probably not going to be what gets put out that night, but it, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah, and with all your songs out there, I mean, obviously you wanna you want people to hear you sing your stuff. Um, but what I have to ask this because every country artist has a favorite cover song. What's your favorite cover song to play? What Ooh. what's a song that just what's a song that just gets you going? You know, either a I'm gonna end the night with this and I'm gonna go out and have a night, or I'm gonna get the crowd pumped and I'm just going to rock out and get this party started. What's your go to yeah. cover band song? Uh, I mean, for me, you know, having the, the vocal range I have, I think Tennessee Whiskey is definitely a go-to. Um, I can just kind of cut up and do my own thing on it. And uh, so I think definitely Tennessee Whiskey, but we did another one. Um, 
actually called Dig Down in Dallas. It's a newer one. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> we're getting Dig Down in we're, Dallas. We're some Dallas guys, man. That gets everyone pumped up, man. Yeah, that, one, that one's fun to do. <laughs> I love oh, it. If my, if my grandparents heard this, they probably... Oh, yeah, but that. this is Unguided Podcast. We're explicit as shit. It's okay, man. It's okay. Yeah, it's definitely fun. We've said worse. <laughs> it's that, definitely a fun one, for that's sure. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that, that song, Dig Down in Dallas, is phenomenal. I bet the crowd goes absolutely wild. Um, You... You said earlier, and I wanted to make a point of this, that Eric Church is your favorite um, country singer. I mean, when you look at a guy like him, do you do anything that try to model yourself, like singing like him or doing things like him? Or do you kind of have your own style? Like, do you catch yourself? I guess what I'm asking is, do you try to mold what you want to become after Eric Church, like Eric Church? Or do you kind of do your own thing and just kind of take bits and pieces from him and kind of create your own version? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Eric Church is Eric Church. There's never going to be another Eric Church. But I think he does things that I I try to do, you know, in my own in my own way. You know, trying to copy Eric Church is like, you know, trying to walk on water or something. It's just something that's it's not going to happen. And so, I mean, there are things that I really appreciate that Eric Church does. I mean, if you ever listen to him live, he does this acoustic version of uh, – uh, Danger Zone by um, what is it Kenny Loggins I think I'm not sure don't quote me on that but uh, Danger Zone and I actually played that one in Texas um, but he does that I try to do some some acoustic stuff like he does but as far as as far as just kind of copying him or I don't think I could ever do that even if I tried yeah, I mean, it's good to be fucking unique, man. You know, I think you have a really good sound, and I don't think, like, if you really want to take country music by storm, why not just do your own thing, you know? I was going to yeah. ask you, man, like, I know the competition is tight, or, like, there's a lot of people that think they could sing country music, but, like, you're down in Mississippi right now. Are you going to go up to Nashville anytime soon, or have you tried, or have you tried to gig up there, or what's it like up there? Uh, there's there's some stuff in the works for sure. Um, I think I'm gonna start getting into some writing sessions with some guys in Nashville and stuff like that. But as far as like moving to Nashville, I don't think it's necessarily a need right now. One because the world shut down, and two because I just I think I'm really comfortable with where I'm at right now. And yes, you have to get out of your comfort zone at some point. But um, I think what I'm trying to focus on is getting my circle, you know, in the South bigger, you know, Mississippi, Alabama. Arkansas, Louisiana. And once I feel like I'm comfortable with how big my circle is here, I don't think I'd have a problem going to Nashville. Right. And, you know, like when I first met you, you know, I stated earlier, I thought you were kind of like quiet and reserved and everything like that. And then you just blew me away. I mean, your first time up on stage, I mean, were you nervous and your interactions were with the fan? I mean, did you go up there like thinking, I hope these guys don't think I'm bad or you didn't really care? Did you have a couple of shots before you started? Like, what is that? Because when you get a chance to go to Nashville and you finally do make it, because I'm calling it right now. I don't care what anyone says. I'm writing the paycheck. I'm cashing it. And now you're going to be in Nashville. That's how I, I strongly feel about you. You're going to be on those yeah. big stage. So your stage presence is big. Do you get nervous or, or, I mean, how is it for you? What do you, what, how do you feel when you're up on stage? Um, when I first started, I mean, obviously the nerves were there. Um, it didn't matter if it was five people or 50 people or 500 people. It don't matter. I got nervous, but 
you know, the more you play, the more you get comfortable with your stage presence and you start figuring out little little niches about yourself that you didn't really know and you kind of start finding your way as far as your stage presence. But uh, I was singing with my sister at a church in Inverness, Mississippi. It's in the Delta. Actually, really good book up there. But uh, she got – and my sister can sing pretty well too. She just never really chased that dream. Yo, uh, It was me. And me and her were singing and uh, – uh, she started off the song and I was supposed to come in. Well, I missed my cue to go in on the song. And, man, I started crying. I got nervous. I ran <laughs> off stage. Wow. Yeah, I went and hid in the, ba- the bathroom until uh, my dad came and found me. And, what, he, and, yeah. and, 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 and I don't know your dad at all, but if you're from the South, and I know what my daddy would have said. He said, son, he probably went something along, son, quit crying, get out back on stage and do your thing. Did it go a little bit something like that, or is your dad a little bit? Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Uh, it was just kind of like, man, it happens, you know, first time. And like, like I said, I was, you know, intimidated by my sister at the time. She, she can sing too, but, um, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. He was supportive, but at the same time, you know, you got to do the job that's, you know, that you, you said you would do. So just kind of learning, learning experience, I guess you could say. I mean, you're up on the spot, you know, have you ever thought about getting your uh, name out there on like some of these shows I watch, is The Voice and other things like that? Have you ever considered doing that? I mean, I know. Yeah, I uh, I actually saw there was a tryout for The Voice in Chicago, and uh, me and my dad left on a, I think it was a Friday night. The audition was that Saturday morning. We drove all through the night, slept in the truck, got there. It wasn't. I mean, didn't even think I would make it. And just going out on a whim and trying something. And, Made it past the first round and uh, ended up staying in Chicago for about a week. And uh went to my second audition and made it through my second audition. I had one more audition to get to to the final audition, which would have been in L.A. And uh didn't, didn't make it past that one, but it was really cool. I got to meet Chance the Rapper. Chance so the I, Rapper, I have, man. I, he's a Chicago boy, dude. I'm from Chicago, yeah, I got born and him. raised, man. I'm from there, man. It's cold. Very cold yeah, right now. Now, very about, cold. right now, time is very tough, man. I mean, dude, I I love Chicago. That's where I'm from. But like, damn, that's fucking wild, man. I mean, I would have, I really like your sound. What I heard uh, from that track that you posted on your new single, man. How was a uh, chance the rapper though? Oh, uh, he was cool. I mean, he didn't really get to. We didn't talk a whole lot just because he was in a recording session and he was trying to get some stuff done, but. Uh, Really cool, really humble guy. I mean, yeah. he's very funny. He's got kind of that somewhat dry, you know, um, personality. But anything's funny to I mean, him at the same time. So, so with people idolize him in Chicago. I mean, like you went through the first round of The Voice. How does it actually work when you like? It's a TV show. I get it, but like, no, how does I mean, that whole process more. work? I don't get it. Like, no one yeah. really knows, you know. You, know, you show up and you they, they you get in this line and you stand in this line for hours on hours on hours and on hours, and then they put you in this room and then it's this huge like coliseum type style room, and uh you get in there and you're just sitting there and they put you in sections and then like you wait your turn until your section gets called in and goes to try out and you get one thirty second clip of song acapella and uh. If the judge catches, you know, if you catch the judge's eye, you get a, you get a red little piece of paper that says congratulations, you made it to the next round, and then after that, you go into a, uh, a studio and you sing like an entire song, 
And then uh, the third one is like an interview type process where they put you in front of the camera and ask you all kind of questions. And just something I'd never really experienced mm-hmm. before. And then you need like personal problems or something that makes it good for TV. That's a bunch, right? Or some bullshit yeah, like that. Yeah. Seems like I've watched if that you... show and it seems like everyone needs to have like some special circumstance. Like, like they're yeah. selecting it for TV, man. But I think your sound yeah. is on point. Yeah, because there's, there's been a couple of times. I mean, obviously it's hard to go against those judges' ears and what they're looking for. Whether it's the falsetto or, you know, the pitch, whatever you want to go by. But some of these guys that I've listened to, like, I'm like, how did they not make it? But then you get a guy on and they make it. So, I mean, does that really happen in that industry? I mean, is there a lot of that going on? They pick certain people just to have a show out of it or is it, or is it legit pretty fair going up there? I mean, I guess, I guess the question is, is me being competitive. I don't ever want to lose. So of course, you don't ever want to lose when you're singing against a yeah. guy. Did did you ever go up there and you're like, man, mom and dad, I was better than them. What did I do? And you just don't know what you right. did? Or or how, how does that go? I mean, I, yeah, definitely. Um, I think my problem was like I was so used to playing baseball and, you know, there's a win or lose type deal. Well, one thing you have to learn about singing is like you're not necessarily losing. You're just not winning. It ain't a loss, but it ain't a win. It's, it's almost like a cat and tic-tac-toe. Um, it's just not you know, really uh, the move they wanted to make. And when you go on something like that, I mean, it's definitely what they want. And they're trying to fill a spot for a TV show for a role that they've had made up for three years in advance. So, I mean, it, it's not a lose, but it's definitely not a win. Right. And absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, like I always tell everybody, I mean, like you made it farther than anybody even had a chance or even thought they could make it. So like right now, what it sounds like is you need the right set of ears to hear what you're putting out. Because like I said, and I'll say it again, I have no problem. I'm writing the check. I'm sending it to the bank. You're going to be in Nashville. I don't care. Unless for some reason you quit. I think you have the skills to get there. But you know, with that being said, um, everything that goes on in this industry, you know, you have to set yourself apart different from everybody and making it that far. I know a couple of country singers, I'm not going to name drop or anything, but they, the, they were there singing and he was actually there to get a signing deal. And the guy that went on before him blew the crowd away. That guy is a country singer big time now. And the guy who they was supposed to watch is still trying to get a record deal. And it's crazy right. how all it does is take the right set of ears to see what, and I think, and that's me personally, listening to you sing and hearing your songs, I think all it takes is the one set of ears that you need, and, and you're going to get there. Are you talking about sure. the voice judges? Or no, what are you no, 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 about, no, no. I honestly think, like, dude, you have the sound. I really think, like, if you keep headlining shows and fucking going wild and getting crowds crazy, it's going to grow. Well, Actually, my point, my point was, and I think Wes will agree with me, is is sometimes you might not be as good as that person, but to someone else, it takes the right set of ears to hear what they're trying to do and put out there. Would you agree with that, Wes? I mean, yeah, I mean, all these labels have a vision. I mean, because you might not fit got- that certain label. Like you said, they have a vision. You might not fit a raspy like say say you might be better than someone but you don't have that raspiness they're looking for you're better than that person that they signed but like you said vision i mean 
you you truly do believe that it's the right set of ears. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. There's a lot of people that can sing. There's what eight billion people on the planet. I mean, a lot of people can sing, and so I mean, there's people better than me that I mean, they're they're not doing anything with it, and I know for a fact. But I mean, it's really just who you get in front of, and if, if you get lucky, I mean, that's really about it. No, I, I completely understand that. And you do a lot of other different things. I mean, this is what is wild to me. 19 years old, you not only sing country music, you played baseball in college, and you are a full-time hunting guide. How does a 19-year-old juggle a schedule like that? Because I know what I was doing at 19. I was drinking beer and chasing women. Mills, what were you doing? You're probably doing the same thing. So how does a guy like you... I was getting blacked out five nights a week. How does a guy like you be mature enough to juggle everything like that? Because when you do make it eventually on the big stage, you're going to be on the road, this, this, and that, and you're going to have to learn how to have time management. So how? just give us a little idea on how you manage your time and how you juggle everything. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you got school, you got a girlfriend, you got your family, you got singing, you got used to have baseball, not anymore. And then you got duck guys. So uh, what I try to do is just try to take it for that time period. So when duck season's in, I'm honed in on my duck hunting. And then I'll focus on writing music in the afternoon. Just, you know, when I get done picking out what spread I'm going to run the next morning in Kansas, I'll get my guitar out and be like, okay, what do I do today? And try to write about it. And then, you know, try to FaceTime my girlfriend while I'm doing that or, eat and FaceTime a girlfriend and hang out with the guys at the campfire. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can handle it. And then, um, but you just got to find your way. You got to figure out, you know, how much time you're going to spend on what. And like I said, I'm not very good at it. My dad does very good with trying to keep me, you know, in check with everything going on, especially my grades. But uh, I don't know. It's just something I enjoy doing. I don't necessarily – you won't necessarily catch me out at a bar just a whole lot unless I'm singing. And that's I'm normally, you know, and working that, or cutting down trees or something like that. And that's what I was going to ask you. That was going to be my follow up question is like, who do you owe that to, the structure that you have in your life? And it kind of sounds like your dad it would be probably your number one mentor that kind of keeps you graded. He keeps you focused. He keeps you staying in a straight line to accomplish the goals that you are accomplishing and you're going to continue accomplish. Would you say that's fair to say that your dad is maybe your mentor and, and does keep you on a straight and narrow line? Yeah, my dad. And then I got um, two guys that are really good friends of my dad, Mr. John Waits. And uh, got another one. His name is Corey Dale. And um, they, they really, they are, very successful in what they do, and they kind of keep me on track. My grandfather, you know, I can give him a lot of credit. My dad's kind of the stern one, and then my mom's kind of the, well, it's okay, babe. You know, go have fun or something like that. <laughs> that sounds, uh, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I grew up, that was the same way. My daddy, yeah, cra- my so, daddy cracked the rip, and my mom was like, it's okay, we'll go out and we'll buy you a PlayStation. I'm like, my mom, right. let me do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I, well, my mom will definitely get down on me if I do something stupid. But I remember one time my dad was trying to give me a spanking, and my mom like guarded me from him because <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what it was about. But 
And that's and that's how and that's how mothers are. They're always so loving and caring. And I mean, you could do everything wrong, and they're still going to be on your side. And and that, you do. I mean, it sounds like right now for a nineteen year old, you just have your head focused. I gotta ask this question because for anybody that doesn't know out there, I mentioned earlier that you played college baseball. You're from the South. Did you grow up playing any other sport? I mean. Football, motocross, basketball. I mean, did you do anything other besides get an opportunity? Obviously, you were good enough to play baseball at the next level in college, but did you play any other sports? Uh, not really. I'm actually, I'm mostly just focused on baseball. Uh, I hunted a lot. But uh, I played football for a little while. I always thought I could be a quarterback. I, I can play it pretty good, but I'm too fat. So wasn't fast enough. But I played baseball. I was a pretty good pitcher, I guess you could say. Probably 86, 85, 86, around there. So. Sports and music, what are you show. going with? Sports and music, what are you going with? Oh, music. <laughs> we already knew that answer. We just we yeah. just wanted to try to see if you would try. Because, you know, you have people that are done playing sports, and obviously you've moved on to bigger and better things, and um, you're done with your uh, baseball career and you're focusing on your music career, but we just we just had to see if you kind of had that little that competitive edge and, and see if you wanted to talk about how bad you oh, as I'm a competitor you miss you, you miss. I know you miss <laughs> you you do miss baseball though, don't you? A hundred percent. I do miss the I miss the camaraderie. I miss like the brotherhood of you know living in the dorms with all the baseball players. And is it the going out? Is it the same camaraderie that on a baseball team that – because, you know, I played baseball and all those sports too growing up, but I've never been obviously anywhere close to a, a country singer. Um, is it the same vibe or what kind of vibe do you get with compared to sports and then being in a, in a band, as you would call it? Um, Yeah, it's kind of the same. I mean, in a band, everybody comes, you know, it's just kind of – everybody's different in their own way, you know. Everybody likes different things and, I mean – I guess you could say it's the same in baseball. It, it's a, it's really a lot of the same things. It's just you know finding out what people like and don't like, and especially what your band members like and don't like. Just kind of coming to an agreement on how you're going to handle things. And music's a business. Baseball is a sport. You know, it ain't necessarily as far as, as much as a business. But on your side, I mean, obviously the coaches is the business, but. But singing's kind of like you're playing the sport and you're the coach at the same time. So if you're done with the sports, then what are your long-term goals and where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Uh, I'm going to chase this music thing as long as I can. Um, obviously, the duck garden is going to be a big part of my life. and uh, I think I'm going to do some kind of um, something in the ag field as far as my actual job goes, but Hopefully, I don't have to worry about that in two months. No, and that's and that's a that's the thing, you know, with what your what your goals were because I mean, obviously, you know, we all know your main goal. You want to make it to the big stage, but you can't lie, man. Killing those mallard greenhead ducks are pretty damn fun too, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, it is. that's a, that's hard. I mean, I I don't. That's what everyone tells me. You know, I never would have went pro in football because I played college football, and I never would have went pro. But everyone's like, if you had to redo it. Riley, what would you do? Would you play pro football or would you continue to chase those green head ducks? I said, man, that's a tough one. And if you got to think about it, that's crazy. But I love, I love that you love to hunt and you know, you're a guide obviously, but you're so focused on your career in music. You know, a lot of people want to choose between work and play. And 
you're in a great spot because you're doing, you're loving to get, you're doing what you love and that's guiding and killing ducks and that's shooting. I mean, that's singing music, writing music. But if you had to choose, obviously you're picking music. And that's what I love about you because at 19, at at 19, there's not a lot of 19 year olds that would say, all right, I'm quitting everything. I'm going to focus on this. It's going to be, Hey, no, I'm going to keep killing those ducks. I'm going to sing music. I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to do this, this and that. But you're, you come from such a, well-rounded i feel like family you're a godly man you know you're you've matured for your age you just have everything going on and there's a lot of people out there that are gonna know wesley walker i can promise you that and we're gonna do everything to get your name out there buddy um i got another little question for you i should have asked earlier but what's your favorite thing about the music industry and as far as accomplishing goals what's the hardest thing that you have accomplished yet, whether it was hitting a certain notes or I don't know if you've won any prizes yet or anything like that. So essentially what's the, what's your favorite thing about being in the music industry and like, what's the hardest thing that you had to accomplish that you did accomplish? Um, I think definitely the hardest thing was my stage presence. I mean, Jake here on head earlier, I'm, I'm really kind of, I'm not necessarily shy. I mean, I don't mind talking to people, but, I'm not going to talk to them unless they talk to me first. And you can't really be like that. You know, you kind of have to be that arrogant kind of, not necessarily cocky, but look at me type deal on stage. And I wasn't very good at that. I wasn't used to it. I felt like it's just kind of, you know, not disrespectful, but just, you know, something you're not really taught to do in the South. You just kind of put your head down and go to work. And that's just not really me. But I've kind of gotten used to that. But I think my favorite thing is definitely probably just all the different venues and. You know, like different venues bring out different people, you know, and, and it, they're all the same people that love the same thing, but it's just a different feel in every place you go. Hey, man, have you signed with any recording label yet? Or are you still looking? No, I'm not. I think I'm, you got that sound, man. I'm really telling you that right now. Yeah, I'm, no I'm a free agent so far. Free agent. Free agent. We're going we're gonna to try to get you something. Here, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I don't know if okay. you're prepared, and that's fine if you're not prepared. Do you have a guitar next to you or anywhere close to where you can give these viewers a little little 10 to 30 second little little reminiscence of your voice? Or is that a little bit too much too much pressure right no, now? No, man. I got a guitar. You got no, a guitar. What my kind guy. of guitar you got? What kind of guitar you got? Uh, I, I personally don't own a, just an expensive guitar just because. That's fine. Neither me, do I. Knowing me, I'll probably mess it up or something. And I I've owned the playing What do you got? I've only been playing guitar for a year, so like I don't necessarily just want a nice one. Can't for have sure, nothing too nice too. For sure, man. Well, you, uh, this one is a Starcaster by Fender. I mean, it's okay, just a little cheap acoustic okay. guitar. I got some shitty old Yamaha, man. I, I started <laughs> out, so I, I played guitar when I was 14. I had this little Beastie Rich Warlock. I thought I was going to be the next. Oh, shit. All right. I had this little BC Rich Warlock, man. I thought I was going to be the next James Hetfield, man. I was telling you, but um, <laughs> I wasn't, so I quit. But then I started doing acoustic, but I ain't no country singer. So, I mean, we're willing yeah. to hear what you have to play right now. If you what, um, play, play, um, give us a little bit so we can see how it, how it sounds, because I don't know how that guitar is going to sound. Over the mic, yeah. We can't... Yeah, we can't really hear anything. It's kind of staticky, but 
I mean, we put you on the spot. So. We put you on the spot, so you can do one or two things. You can play the guitar, okay. and the guitar is going to be a little bit staticky. Or if you don't want to play the guitar, you can just give a little 10 to 15 second of your voice. Let's try this. I'm going to slap you to my speaker on my phone. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it, man. We love to hear live showing right yes, now. Yes, sir. This would be fucking awesome. Yeah. There you go. Jake, you want the uh, hurricane? Yes, sir. Yeah, we want I mean, the hurricane. Let's get that. That's a real crowd pleaser. Let's get that hurricane. Let's go ahead and light it up, buddy. This is this Man is came down this is gonna Chicago. be this is gonna be Wesley Walker. He's gonna give us a little bit of what he sounds like, ladies Let's and gentlemen. Go. go ahead, Wesley. Take it away. it right there ladies and gentlemen that is mr wesley walker that sounded good man it was it was a little bit breakup but you could hear it when you hit it you hit it dude and if people if nobody if people don't want to give you a chance i just don't i don't understand what nashville's listening for if they're not giving you a chance man (laughs) i fucking I want to hear that shit live in my face. Speakers <laughs> blaring. This is one my of my face <laughs> belting off by the amplifier. This I is, want to hear that shit live. This man. is one of our favorite songs. Me and both track. We have basically we the similar style, shit, and this is our favorite. One of our favorite. My songs. favorite song is when they. My favorite part of that song is when they go. Man came down from, from Chicago. Chicago. He's gonna oh, set yeah. that limit right. He says <laughs> it's gotta be at least three feet higher. It won't make it through the night. It's. I mean, oh, you just you you. Because I'm from Chicago. You man. you absolutely just kill that song, and I hope it. I hope it does justice over this podcast. Dude. Um, but dude, I was telling him when you played that song, I literally. I will reiterate this. I was playing bags, making myself a vodka drink, and I hear you start singing that. And I said, "Oh boys," and I just go and I sit down like a kid in the can store, and I'm just, it's, it's. I don't know what I'm going to say this again, and I've said it a thousand times. I don't know what Nashville's looking for. If you don't, if you don't get it, who's getting it? You know what I mean? It's just crazy yeah. to me. I think nowadays they're they're so focused on your following. How many followers you got on Instagram? And that's what, that's and, and much that's, bullshit. And that, and that's, and, age shit. And that, with COVID. And that's, well, it doesn't have nothing to do with COVID. But There's that's no concerts no more, dude. I know, but. It's I, fucking shit. I agree with that, but 
I, I, you made a valid point that I didn't even think to bring up is these days, everything's about politics and who you know and who you don't know and how many followers you have and don't have many followers. I mean, you have what, Wes? You have 3,300 followers on Instagram, and I can promise you, I know, After this? I know, I know people back home that have 25,000 followers that are trying to make it in the music industry, and they sound like dog shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's 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 all about. Well, hey, I mean, they're they're earning it, like they're getting it, and you can't you can't knock them for it. And that's and that's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's hard to hate on somebody that's you know doing that, but at the same time, there's so much hidden talent. It's like what I told everybody when I played college football. You know, there's all these D two D three athletes that play or NAIA or JUCO that could probably play D1, but their coach didn't care about them or they didn't go to a big enough school. They didn't get recognized. But you know, get the grades. Exactly. And it's just there's so many backwater people and backwoods people that aren't getting that opportunity. And that's why I wanted you to come on our show because you deserve this opportunity. I mean, you're 19 years old. You have, like, like Lloyd Christmas says, you have the voice of an angel. You know, and so, <laughs> so it's just crazy, and it's awesome, man. And I really do appreciate you going on. Now we're gonna we're gonna switch topics a little bit. So, you're big time. You want to make it musician, but you also love to duck hunt. What else do you do? Yeah. I mean, do you? Your other passion is obviously duck hunting. So, I mean, do you fish? Do you big game hunt? Do you small game hunt? I mean, what other things besides killing them greenhead ducks and those Canada's? What What else do you do? Uh, I mean, I do a little bit of deer hunting around the house. Or, uh, I've never really done big big game, so to speak. I definitely want to go shoot an arrow. That's one of my that's on my bucket list. She don't know it, but um, I, I don't really get into the whole big game thing. I don't know if I can make it all enough down the mountains like that. But dude, it's it's and, it's it's. I'm telling you, man. If you and you, hey, I know what you look like, man, and I've met you, and you're more in shape than me. And but I thought <laughs> I was in shape, and when I was living in Colorado, I had a nice little four pack on me. And dude, those mountains destroy you. I looked at my oh, buddy yeah. and I said, I said, different I, elevation for me, for sure. I just, I just, I was like, whoa, but you see the guys that are from that area that are bigger men. And you're like, there ain't no way he's climbing 11,000 feet to go kill that elk. And they do it in a heartbeat. And you're like, sitting oh, there. Every day. It's crazy. So, do it every day. So what's your, so obviously, you know, you're in the music industry, you interact with fans all the time. What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing about guiding? I mean, it's is it the interaction? Is it the jokes? And I mean, what 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 do you like the most about guiding? I think guiding is just like the opportunity, especially now with like Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. Like, you just get an opportunity to do. I mean, like things like I had the opportunity to film a hunt with a, a get film on a hunt with the Lost Break crew. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but. Um, I got to hunt with them, and they're pretty big, you know, in our area. And you, just like you jumped, uh, really you cool. jumped, you jumped the gun, man. I was actually gonna mention you in Lost Break. Oh yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> no, yeah, they, uh, my boy. yeah, they, uh, they, I, I seen you had an episode uh, with Lost Break, and I watched that episode, and that was a, that was an awesome episode, dude. Those are some guys that when you look in the hunting industry and you have, you have all these other guys, you know, you have Vandemore and all that stuff. But when I look at guys like that, that's who I want to follow. 
that's who I want to hang out with. That's who I want to. They're just real. I mean, you can't. They're just real. And you and you see it all the time on their videos. Hey man, birds just aren't here. It's been tough. You know, this, this, and that. They're not showing, and and I'm not calling anybody out, but a lot of these guys, what they do is they try to show the same clips of birds they killed, but from a different angle to make it look like they're killing birds. But Lost Break I is just you didn't do that. Lost Break is just a hundred percent, hey man, you know, it's tough. Rivers up, we're not killing much, you know. We gotta come up with a different game plan. I mean, like, I love right. that episode. I you something, you guys funny. something funny about Eddie. That's the guy who videos. He's actually from where I'm from. And uh, it was like, he wouldn't even let us shoot him until it was, it was shooting light. And I mean, I ain't going to tell him myself for nothing, but he had about 500 mallards in there, and it's about two minutes before shooting light. And I'm not going to say I have or haven't shot him, but, you know, we'll let the mind wander there. But he was like, well, we can't shoot him until the sun gets up because it ain't going to look as good. But, I mean, he definitely, he's got all the gear, and he does, he's really good at what he does. He definitely makes us wait and work for what we do for sure on film. Yes. What's your favorite? What's your favorite blind joke? Ooh. Is that a tough one? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it ain't a whole so lot of joking going on. We got some good ones, man. Oh, I guess it will I always tell everybody and it's kind of like you like reacting with your crowd when you're singing a song I feel like you know when the energy's there and if the energy's not there you're gonna pump it up so like me when I guide what I try to do is if we're killing them okay I don't really the morale doesn't need to be there so but if we're not killing them the morale needs to be there so I gotta say some type of joke I guarantee it's gotta be that same way up on stage with you feeling your crowd and yeah, what you're doing yeah. you know what I mean so yeah one thing one thing I, I do and I think it's funny my band doesn't really think it's that funny but like after a song I'll be like well my name's Jackson Aldean and I appreciate you coming out tonight or you know something that's something funny like that. great that's funny great <laughs> you have to is that get a big laugh cause everyone's probably looking at this motherfucker ain't no Jason Aldean yeah Exactly. If no one's so paying attention of... or even grooving or anything like but that, you, but you, go, you all but, right. But what you don't, but what here's what you don't understand. What I can promise you that they understand is who was that? Who was that one old boy that told that joke about him being Jason Aldean? Oh, that was that. Yeah. That was that Wesley Walker guy. And you know what? They're gonna they're gonna remember you. And that's what I always tell everybody. Do shit so people remember you. It don't matter that's how right. you know what I mean. And so in a good way, yeah. funny way. You know, positive you know, way. And so you're you're in Kansas. How how'd y'all do this year? I mean, it was tough for everybody. Oh, it was it was a tough one for sure. Wasn't what we're used to. Did you um uh, did you bring your old guitar and pick for everyone down there? I know you had that down there. Oh, for sure. If you go check out that Lost Break episode, it's number seven. It's called the Road Trip. Uh, he's got a little video clip of me in there um, singing. But one thing fun that we do when we go up there for all the you know the locals in Kansas and Waterville is. We'll go up there and have this one little bar. They call it Jop. And uh, everybody up there drink is, drinks Bush. And that's something I wasn't used to. Oh, and, God, uh, Jesus. Bush? Bush light. Man, you I never, love me some hey, Bush. That's some Midwest. That's Midwest right stuff, there. man. Hey, hey, you boys down south, you don't know nothing about that Bush or Bush that light. Anheuser Bush. Uh, they just hit up the old or the Bud Light. Or, so what's your honest you take on Bush light? What You like it or no? Uh, if it's cold enough, it don't matter. You oh, know, no, I like that answer. I love that answer. Yeah, we yeah. uh, but so so it was tough. It was tough for y'all then. 
it, it was tough, but it was definitely fun. I mean, you kind of we earned it this year. It wasn't it wasn't just go show up at a pond and let's shoot what we see. It was or be picky about what we see and shoot. You know, we had to shoot everything we saw actually. But we did. We got it done. It kind Everybody of, had one. It kind of seemed like the the geese. I mean, the geese came down. I mean, the geese weren't all the way, but I mean, the geese came down and ducks <laughs> never really showed up. Did you see that in Kansas as well, or? Yes, yes, for sure. We got one really good push, and it was early, and I think we hunted those same birds until the day we left. Well, that's a uh, Kansas is a bucket list place for me. I mean, I've hunted Arkansas, I've hunted Louisiana, I've hunted Missouri, I've hunted Iowa, I've hunted Illinois, I've hunted Texas, I've hunted Oklahoma, I've hunted Colorado, I've hunted Nebraska. I have yet to hunt Kansas. That is a bucket list for my place. So if we can, it don't matter what it costs. If we can go ahead and get that done next year, I want to get it done. And Mills, he's actually I just introduced him to waterfowl. What do you think about waterfowl hunting, Track? It's in my blood. <laughs> this, I'm fucking hungry, yeah. man. I'm th- fucking hungry, man. I, I told I told him Wes. I said I said you want geeked. I man. said do you want to go teal hunting with me this week? And uh, he says course. yeah. We killed 48 teal in an hour. Yeah. And he looks at Ooh. me and he, he he looks at me and he goes. I gotta buy a gun because he was borrowing my gun, and he said, "Where yeah. can I? Where can I go buy a gun at?" I said, "Dude, I said, <laughs> I said, here's what you're gonna do. I said you're gonna go hunting with me, big duck season. Go two or three more times before you buy it. We go out, we kill 25 down here in Texas. We had a slow morning. We killed like one or two, and then we killed another 15 day. He goes, "Nope, I'm going to buy a gun." Yeah. I mean, you got you got any advice for this newcomer over here? Well. Uh. Don't ever think you're too good to not kill five ducks. Um, just don't ever think you're you're too good to not just you know not limit out every time. To be honest with you, matter. man, I just love cooking them and eating them. <laughs> I love yeah, it, like, man. I'm he, a cook. Man. He found out what he he's obsessed with grilling, so it's he found out of, what poppers were about. It's kind of awesome to know that you can go out there, you can go hunt, bring your gun and your shells. I will say kill though, some ducks and then cut them up and cook them up the next day. Man. I will it's say the, awesome. the first time so when, we, when we killed those forty eight teal and we went on that slow day hunt, even though we killed twenty five on big duck season opener, he still looks Banger. at me and goes, he looks at me and he goes, "Well, we killed forty eight during teal season. I'm yeah. like, they're just not gonna always be that way. Dude, that's, that's what I. Is. That's yeah. what I didn't understand. Yeah, okay. Is like it was my first time out hunting and Riley's like, man, first time out hunting was a banger. Everyone there limited out. We had like. 20 how many guys do we have out there? Like, we had so many guys. We had me, you, and two other guys in the blind. We had another blind. We we all limited out, and I, he was saying it was a banger, and I was like, I thought that's how it always is, but it <laughs> clearly isn't after this season. No. You know? no, and clearly. And the first thing, hey, you know what the first thing he says? He says, how much does land cost? We got to get our own damn land. I ain't going on public Ooh. no more, and I'm yeah. not doing this, this, and that. I said, well, if you want to be a hunter, you're going to learn how to hunt public. Tell them, hey, that public land hunting now, that makes a hunter. Yeah, that's that's where you get your stars and stripes. Well, man, um, dude, it's been it's been a pleasure, man. You know, I really appreciate you coming on here. Um, this is, once again, we got Wesley Wesley Walker on here. Um, social media on Facebook is Wesley Walker. His Instagram is Wes Walker Music. You can find all of his country music on any platform. You have Google Play, you have Amazon Music, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple iTunes. Hey, 
One more time, Wesley. We appreciate y'all coming out, and we are going to end the note with a little river day. Can he join in on it, though? He's um, going to. Can we it without unguided? All right. Yeah, I mean, he can either sing it or we Yo, can just play tell it. tell him to come on with the Pantera outro, man. No? And we're gonna, right. Y'all play it. Y'all play it. Y'all play it. All right, let's play it. And we're going to end it right here on All River right. Days. We appreciate you, Wesley. Have a good night, bud. Heck yeah. Y'all too. See you. Later. See you. Peace. Got the boys in the truck, got the cooler in the bag, got 24 tall boys ready to crack wide open. Slow motion. Got the bull on it down, got the girl showing out, got the radio blaring that country sound wide open. Just floating, yeah. That is Mr. Wesley Walker on his new single, River Days. What a guest. Great sound. Man. That guy Good is... Good guy, too. He's, he's going to make it. Yeah. he's. I have all of my money on him making it. Oh, of course. I mean, if he doesn't... It's tough with COVID, though, man. Like, he can't gig out everywhere he wants. He's only 19. I think he needs some exposure, you know? 100%. And he's going to get that exposure. And, you know, you just got to keep chipping away just like you do everything else. And, you know... I hope he gets an opportunity. It takes the right set of ears. Like I said, if you want to listen to his music, listen to his music. Give him a follow on Instagram, Wes Walker Music. His Facebook is Wesley Walker. You can catch him on any available platform, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music, and Google Play. Okay. And hey, every time we do things, we only do one thing around here. We do that whammo! Whammo! Hey, what? And we're going to do only one thing. We're going to stay unguided.